you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at DaveDamashek.NFL.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 152 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Let's dispense with the hokum. We have to get right to it. We'll say hello to our main man, seated, as always, to my immediate right from NFL.com, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. I'm a... I'm a little ver- little down right now. Verklempt, you Verklempt, were going to say, I but then you realized you didn't know the word? I do, but I didn't know if that was the uh, most accurate description of how I was feeling. Why? Why are you feeling why do, down? Why don't we introduce our three uh, guests here, because uh, one of them I've got a bone to pick up. Ooh, I like that. That's exciting, and I don't know with, which of the three it's with, so this is extra exciting for me. I like surprises like this, as long as, long as there's not heat between... <laughs> Another person in me, I'm all for. And it's good. Yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think the other thing I love is lists. And I think we have two or three or four lists that we're going to break down here. And we do have a full house here in Studio 66, along with Adam Rank. First, we say hello to our pal from all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, the Miami Dolphins' biggest fan here on the podcast. It's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? Very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. In fact, I've got Friday fever. Is that an English accent that I heard? Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is, Terrence Newman. And and go back and listen to our pal Terrence Newman visited with us on our most recent podcast earlier in the week. He was upset that you walked out of the interview. You had to run off and do other tasks, and Terrence Newman. I did. He might have been verklempt. 
Yeah, he might have. He been. had yeah, every he reason to be, was. and I apologize to him using Twitter as my means of Did apology, you? and I have not heard back from hmm. him. Well, he's upset with you. Yeah. All right. So, handsome, are you nervous? You say you're doing well. Are, is it diminished even a little bit by the threat that maybe the bone to be picked is with you? Adam I, Rank has I a know, bone to pick. I, I know that the bone is to be picked with me, in fact. I know what Uh-oh. the bone is that he wants to pick, and I'm hoping that I can, while you're introducing um, our two other friends in the room, I don't want to give anything away, but I'm hoping oh. I can unpick that bone so that when it comes back to him, he won't have a bone to pick any longer. Next, what is- speaking of those two people, let's get right to them right now. You know them from the debate club. You know them from their, uh, the pages they make on NFL.com. For Around the League, as always, they do it with a little bit of mirth. Get ready, Flames. Here come your heroes. It's the Around the League debate club. How are we, Mark Sessler and Dan Hanzoos? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hi, Dave. How are we, Dan Hanzus? How are we, Mark Sessler? We're doing well. Uh-oh. I feel we, like, see, Sessler feels good. Handsome feels well. Hanzus, though. He's, well, timid. He, se- <laughs> I, he seems meek, as though he's afraid of attack. I'm, I'm prepa- hey. No, I'm preparing for battle. Well, Henry and I are a little concerned because Dan is breaking a sweat over here, and I'm not. It's not hot in this. That's because there's five people in a room that was 80 degrees when we walked in. It's, <laughs> it's like a hot box in here. Just yes. take some clothes off; you'll be fine. You By sure the way, this means nothing to anybody except for those of us who are here in Studio 66. But for a long time, we've been asking for, demanding some photographs be put up in here because it's a beige room. It's not very <laughs> pleasurable for us to come into or for our guests we to walk have, into. And now we have seen some photos. Before, yeah. Like when guys come in. Like yeah, it's just empty in here. We have a giant Troy Palomalu and we have mm-hmm. signatures that we have. We have a door that only Carolina Panthers are allowed to sign. And so far, Steve Smith and John Beeson have uh, taken care of that. We also have to get Luke Keekley in here at some point. I don't know. That's about the only three I can name on the team. <laughs> Star... Latulele. Latulele. It's a guy Cam. Cam Newton. I hope I hope to have Star Latulele ready to go before regular the correct pronunciation mm-hmm. that is of that. All right, listen. So with no further ado, rank I want to talk about the top one hundred. Right. I want to talk about Dan Hanzus's top thirty running back list. Oh yeah. I know that they're gonna get into that on the debate club. I also want to get into what Mark Sessler now has the best rivalries in twenty thirteen. Let's stop right there. How many, how many rivalries hold up, did he... Hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't get an intro. What's up with that? What? Way to kill Are the momentum. Me what is this time? nonsense? <laughs> what the what? Are you... How, really? You're getting... No. I mean, this... I, the one time I'm coming ready for the show, I'm excited, ready to go. Yeah, the one time he's... <laughs> I don't get a note. That's a that's uh, yeah. That's not great. A uh, great way to present yourself as the producer of the oh. show. That uh, the one time I'm excited hey. to do this crap, and you don't <laughs> introduce me right out of the gate. There, I don't like. Uh, you know what, Black Tie though he's cagey because I don't know if everybody else has been paying attention. But while we've been going along with our work weeks. He very subtly, each week, adds one more piece to the puzzle. It's slowly becoming the black tie show. That's his game. Yes. You think I don't know what you're up to? I'm on to you. You know, in the, and, uh, and recently we talked about trading uh-huh. black tie across the pond. Jonathan uh, Beardmore has been conversing with me on Twitter, at Adam Rank, saying that he's willing to make the trade. Yeah, he's willing to we, come up. We get plenty of he them. likes Because black tie right. prefers... The EPL and all that nonsense, the, right. the football over in Europe. I never said I prefer it. It's yes, part you of, do. It's part of what I do, though. I'm an I'm a all-around sports kind of guy. 
Uh-huh. No, well, it's, it's that's something else I want to talk about. Talk about all-around sports. We're going to get to that and your ability in those sports. We're going to get to that in a second, but all right. He tries. No, now he's killed my momentum. What's the heat about? Because so you said stop there on Sessler. Yeah. So Best that's rivalries. Tr- how, many, how many rivalries did you pick? I picked six. Oh. And that's not. <laughs> now. Oh, no. say, I'm sorry. Oh. When you say pick oh. six, I know what that means. Adam oh, Rank Adam does. Rank owns the number six on NFL.com. On NFL.com. On NFL.com. I just want to set the scene for everybody, and then you two can have it out. Rank <laughs> does pieces. He does rankings called the pick six. For the record, I don't know why, when you're in charge of what it's named, you wouldn't. It's a ranking of something. Your surname is Rank. How right. you haven't cracked the code of how to put that into the title of your recurring piece is befuddling. That is true. But instead, you decided However, to call it Pick Six. You could a, have a swimming a, pool by now if you would have just branded this properly. It's it's a... Uh, I don't know what that means. What is it? Because no, you would have made money off it. Uh, okay. Dan uh, is not feeling. Oh, he would have had. Whatever we get is good. Like, Zeus has a swimming pool in his navel, <laughs> filled with his own sweat right now. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, please continue, Rank. But that was a decision. We are having the summer of Rank coming up, where I'm ranking all sorts of stuff. Unless ATL, you know, tries to jump ahead and, and start stealing <laughs> things and poaching them. But no, he had to pick six. I don't know. Uh, you could. You could have gone with five. You could have. I wouldn't. I would never go with nine because Shine does Shine's nine. There's other people that do their things. But he, he, it was a specific shot across the bow. Is that true, Sessler? Well, do you, yes. How do you feel about these me, charges? Let, Those are pretty harsh. He's saying that you willfully oh no, not only did that, six. I'll, not only that, he told me today, he goes, I'm coming up with an animated series called Suppose This Happened. He's all, even, it's it's going to be like I don't even know what that means. It's an attack on my NFL animated segment. I Sorry. would never touch your product. Uh, now listen. <laughs> He's got a future with the numbers never lie. I came in and number one, I'm given like 14 minutes to write these things and it probably maybe that shows to you, but I had 5 and then I came up with a 6 idea and I just made it 6. There's no part of me that thinks, "Oh, you know, I forgot that rank trademarked Lists of six items on there our is website. A, there is a specific that is article. Absurd. There is a specific. There's a specific article decorator that says pick six. So if I just started my around the league power rankings, you guys would be like, "Yeah, that's cool." Six and nine are out. <laughs> my de- my debate club. Here's my debate club right here. I'm going to start a new pod. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's cut Uh-oh. it out, guys. Dare you. Let's cut it out, guys. Too much heat, too much angst. Can we get the top 100, please? Heat. It's I know. Friday. People don't, nothing people resolved don't, there. People don't like drama, or as they call it in England, drama. People no, like they don't. Dutch Kincaid they, they do. Of course no, they, they like that. Drama. What? They don't say drama in England? No. Oh, I thought they did. Yeah. You know what's the other thing? That before we move you guys on. pronounce things weirdly over there. The, I don't know. Just the, not that one. The funny thing about Rank and saying he had heat with one of us. Like, we all thought it was one of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Says something about Ryan, really. We all had a reason. All right, we're going to talk about lists. For the record, here's how I do my lists. Not that I, I have any, but uh, but I am going to insert myself into this conversation. What the list is is what it is. When people, I feel like you say, I'm going to pick six. Shine says, I got my nine. Nine and shine uh, rhyme, and so do pick and six are close enough. To me... <laughs> When people come up to me and say, what's your favorite movie or what are your five favorite movies? I say, don't ask. Don't put the number on it. I'll tell you what it is. If it comes out to be three long, then that's how long the list is. If it's 27 long, so be it. I'm not I'm not going to answer to your rules. I feel on one hand like Sessler, that's what you tried to do. You just made your list. And I it didn't came out try to, to have six. a number beforehand. However, yeah. 
I think when you say to rank, well, or when you describe the piece you wrote, you said, well, I sat down and I picked six. I mean, that when you say that, then that should resonate in your brain enough that you've picked <laughs> six, like, which where is Where have a I piece. heard that before? I right. guess I just don't view that as the center point here, or nor do I care about infringing on parent territories. <laughs> it's, it was not, it's not how many, it's the, it's the content which just jumps off the screen at the reader. Hmm. It's interesting because, yeah, hockey team. That's, that's the problem is if, if it was better, I wouldn't have minded them stealing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hockey teams, we watch Loves these hockey off. playoffs now. Both sides put six guys out there on the ice at any given time. That doesn't mean Can't that they're that equal. Anymore. No, we decide which one's equal. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Let's move ahead for right now, though, and onto the next list. On NFL Network, they're counting them down from 100 down to 1. And uh, Thursday night, the latest installment going from 80 down to 71. Typical hokum. A lot of things wrong. I don't think they trumped yet, though, the one that Rank and I were bellyaching about a week ago, which was Colin Kaepernick at 81. How can you possibly make a case that there are 80 NFL football players currently that are better than Colin Kaepernick, more influential? And, uh, and again, it's the top 100 current players voted on by NFL players, and it is not a lifetime ranking. It is where they sit. Here we are in between 2012 season and 2013. Who are the best players right now? How you can make a case for Colin Kaepernick, I don't know. But they did take a run at being ridiculous. Not as bad, but still pretty ridiculous. By putting Matt Stafford at 76, (laughs) there are still 12 quarterbacks uh, on the list ahead of Matt Stafford's name. So there are 12 QBs better than Matt Stafford and 13 ahead of Colin Kaepernick. Next, I'm just laying out the scene, and we'll go through these. <laughs> the next one, Antonio Gates, I think was at 72 or 73. 73. Ahead of Aaron Hernandez, ahead of Heath Miller, ahead of Dennis Pitta. That means there are four tight ends left on the list. Let me see if I can name Where? them to you. Uh, Gronkowski. What, so there are five. Let me give you five big-time tight end names. Mm-hmm. One of them is not going to appear on the list based on the fact that we know there are only four tight ends remaining. Rob Gronkowski, Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis, Jason Witten, and Tony Gonzalez. Which of those five is not going to be on this one list of those now? guys? One of those, isn't as good as Dennis Pitta. Is going to be, ultimately right? Yeah, that's the main point to take away. Is forget about Heath Miller, Antonio Gates. Well, you can debate where. I mean, to me, Antonio Gates in 2013 certainly is not the fifth best tight end. But that's basically what we've just been told by by the players. I say that it's going to be Jason Witten, but I think it's, it's pretty outrageous. No, we'll no, start no. with you, Rank. I'll I, say you. Did they just think that Tony Gonzalez wasn't going to – I would imagine looking at it is that when they did it, Tony Gonzalez had already retired – was leaning towards retirement. Oh, so they just that's didn't an have Tony Gonzalez. premise. So he just was left off because if – That could be. If it's any of the other yeah. guys, then it's lunacy. Yeah. Handsome Hank, I'll say you on what we've seen so far. I, I, I could go with Rank, but I'm going to tell you, I think, personally, that the players, and you know how players are very into the a guy's all-round game. That was my impression of a player. Yeah, that was um, pretty good. And I think that they might say, that, and I don't agree with it at all, but I think they might say that Jimmy Graham doesn't add enough as a blocker. It's funny because um, Warren Sapp and Charles Woodson were the two football players on the show. Obviously, one Hall of Famer to be. The other is out there waiting to see if he's going to play in 2013. I'm trying to think of who it was. Oh, it was Charles Woodson. 
thought, oh, well, Jimmy Graham doesn't belong on that list. What? what? Jimmy Graham? He's, it's he's, insane. I to mean, me, he's, he is he's the a, best. I, right. I might take. I, I might try to make a case to be difficult for Vernon Davis because he is a great blocker in addition, and he's you know he's a bullet down the middle of the field. And until Michael Crabtree's emergence, he really was the passing game. How many teams revolve around the tight end the way the Niners were required to do before, like I say, Crabtree emerged there? But, yeah, it's weird that uh, that's the case. So you're, you're on to something with that, at well, least with and, Charles Woodson. Right, and it's also the fact that some of these awards are given out, and I think the point was made last night for lifetime achievement with Gates. Mm-hmm. And maybe just because Jimmy Graham's what in his – well, that was his second year of being a, a truly great player. Maybe he just hasn't hasn't done the years. Interesting. Plus he was injured a bit last year as well. But, I mean, so was Gronk and Hernandez. Yep. But. Yeah, well, and so was MJD. Why was he yeah. so much further down the list than, than uh, Antonio Gates was? That seems ridiculous. I think his if, wife, he's if, the best catching tight end in the game. If right. Jimmy Graham is not on this list, I will read an entire day's worth of ATL posts. <laughs> And do a book report on him. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Wow, Jimmy he, Graham become more knowledgeable about football. That's good. Jimmy Graham <laughs> was top fifteen a year ago. There's no way he's not in this. I mean, he was top fifteen Every, a season. Ago. He's not going to fall look. off the list entirely. There's no chance of that. If the computer that usually I work off when we do this podcast was working, I could tell you Jimmy Graham's stats in 2011. But they were insane. The guy had one of the great seasons of all time. He was banged up last year, but he still produced. Well, also, I, I have a computer in front of me, but I'm too lazy to look. It up yes. for you. I'm not interested in, in supporting your I, point in any way, but it's almost like but I agree with you. Yeah. It's almost like the if the NFL if I thought the NFL players cared enough, I would think they were trolling the fans by <laughs> leaving off any of these five that tight would, ends. That would be so great if they got yeah. together and be like, let's don't vote for Peyton Manning. Well, by the way, you know it is funny. So I think roughly a third of all the NFL players voted, and that's a pretty large sample size. When you you, you know by any measure, that's a pretty good chunk of of the population weighing in on something. Thing. But it doesn't explain. You uh, apparently here's how it works. They get a, a list of twenty, you know, one through twenty, and you list your one through twenty best players, and then they, you know, you get points assigned. I assume number one gets twenty on down something like how who voted for Dennis Pitta that he would right. get in there at the back end. Some so some so and, and it couldn't have been one guy just as a joke. Like, I'm putting Dennis Pitta down. <laughs> there had to be multiple guys listing Dennis Pitta in their top twenty. Conspiracy. I don't know, conspiracy, well, but weird. I mean, who would put Dennis Pitt in? <laughs> I think Saints, a, the, the Saints not vote just as a, like, you know, they're I listen, there's no way Jimmy Graham doesn't right. make this list. It's but Tony I, mean, I, I think you're Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. I think it's Jason Witten, actually. But. No, I would. I, I think Rank is correct, and I, th- I think that all these guys are home runs to make this kind of a list. It's that they considered Tony Gonzalez out of the game. Mm. And that the league probably considered them out him out of the game when they did this voting. I'm not sure when it took place. There's no way Tony Gonzalez doesn't make it if they thought he'd be playing this. All season. right, seated, seated, seated to my right is Rank. As we go across, it goes Handsome Hank, then Hanzus, and Sessler. I'm going to turn it back around, and we're going to go the other direction now. Mark Sessler, I start with you. How do we feel about the two issues uh, among the QBs? It's a quarterback league, so of course, if you were really going to do it properly, the top 20 would have probably. 11 or 12 quarterbacks in it but I mean of course they're not going to uh, there's going to be some even-handedness in the distribution of players but all right Colin Kaepernick is 81 Matt Stafford is 76 I believe that means they're 12 ahead of him how do we feel about all of this right now I think all it means is that a lot of these players voted on players they faced 
because I don't think they watch as much football as we think they do. And a limited amount of players even dealt with Colin Kaepernick on the field. Well, they're People, playing, right? They're right. on the field. It's a legitimate. Well, like, it's sort of like it's sort of like the old UPI co- coaches poll, asking college football coaches to determine who's the best team, who are the best. Excuse me, the best teams in the country when they're coaching their team is a, is a, seems like there's a little bit of a a loophole in that yeah. in that thought process. I mean, it's May. This is off-season fodder. I'm probably not supposed to say this, but it's highly faulted, and I think that the series isn't for a fan that really wants to get an actual gauge of 100 to 1. It's infuriating. I mean, everyone's out of place. All right. How say you, Hanzoos? I think they did a good job with Stafford. I think he belongs on the list. Uh, and he dropped about 40 spots because he... He went, just for the record, he went 20 touchdowns, 17 picks last season. Yes. That's certainly not uh, beating the world there, especially when you right. have Calvin Johnson. I don't care. People well, you only had... That's the only guy he had to throw to. In fact, not true. Brendan Pettigrew is a pretty good tight end. Tony Scheffler is a pretty good tight end. I know they don't run the ball at all. But when you have Calvin Johnson, they literally, and this is simplistic, but they but Matt Stafford legitimately throws jump balls to Calvin Johnson. I'm going to throw it up. And, uh, you know, 30 yards up the sideline, and there are two defenders on him. Go get it, Calvin Johnson. And more often than not, Calvin Johnson catches it. Yeah, I think that in some ways is oversimplifying it, though. Obviously, I know it Johnson is, but... is like an all-time stud. But Titus Young was supposed to be his number two guy, and he disappeared to parts unknown. They didn't really have a backfield. I mean, this wasn't a complete team by any stretch. And I, I wouldn't put 4-12 and 12 on Stafford. So I think even though, like you said, with Gates being a Lifetime Achievement Award yesterday on the after show, which we have to get to, by the way. Your appearance on the after show. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think that oh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. remember that Stafford in 2011 threw 41 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. He's a, he's a stud and he deserves to be on this list. All right, handsome Hank, your thoughts. I, I agree that Stafford um, deserves to be on the list. And moreover, I would say that I don't think that um, Kaepernick has done enough to be any higher than he really was. If I was starting a team right now and you gave me the this choice of, at, right? of two guys, you gave me what, Stafford or Kaepernick to be the quarterback of a team with, and let's say it's a decent team with decent players, I'd rather have Matt Stafford at quarterback. All right, so I get into this with Warren Sapp on the, they do, on the network, they do the top 100 unveiled. 10 names at a time than they do each week the recap show of that 10 so i was on there and i say to sap kaepernick of course you would i mean you're the only way you could downgrade him at all is not have him in the top say 40 or 50 because you know of course the body of work isn't great but all we're assessing is going into 2013 who is the best who are the best players i said then this assumes the same thing we've been talking about all off season what evidence do we have that these defensive coordinators around the league have solved the spread option? If they haven't, then Colin Kaepernick's going to do exactly what he did. And the Niners are rightly considered the team to beat in the NFC along with the Seattle Seahawks. If that's not the case, then it makes the Packers the better team. Because if the offense is predicated on the the spread option as the 49ers is, then they're in some amount of trouble. Sapp's response was, the fastest, the fastest adapting organism on the planet is uh, is NFL defenses, and it's like, well, that sounds like something, but uh, but it, but I don't know if that is. I mean, do we know that that's going to happen? It's not as I, so. Then I said to Charles Woodson, "Is this true that it's just as simple as the that the Ravens system was just hit him hard, hit Ka- Kaepernick hard in the Super Bowl, and it breaks his will to try and run?" And he said, "No, it's not that. It's not that. You have to watch what they do. They sent Terrell Suggs." Up the they they would have him rush upfield and stay there so that Kaepernick couldn't roll away right. 
and that basically contains him from doing that. But that still seems very simplistic to me, doesn't it? I don't know that that will work. Rank, I'll say you. Where do you? I know you agreed with me. Obviously, we talked about it. Belly ache last week. Kaepernick too low, Stafford too high, 12 QB still to go in front of both those guys? It's so hard to do lists like that because quarterback to me is always one of the most important positions for the reasons that we always lay out here. But So it's always hard to really compare because if you were doing a redraft, and I, I think it's probably part of my problem is that I look at it like if you were doing a redraft, and if you were doing a redraft, the quarterbacks – the first 20 picks would be quarterbacks, right? Wouldn't they? I, I Well, listen, I say conservatively. I said 11 or so, 11 or 12 of those top 20-ish names would be QBs. The right? teams that are bad are bad because their quarterbacks are not good. Their quarterbacks are not playing well. Try you, you Especially recently, you try to think of teams that have done well without a good quarterback, and there's not many of them. I mean, even Trent Dilfer a couple of years ago played well enough with the Ravens, but he's proven to be the exception him and guys like Brad Johnson and that – and that the quarterback Mark Sanchez is so, had what, two titles, but he games. didn't get the he, but he didn't get to the Super Bowl. He didn't put his team over the top. And the guys, if you look at the recent quarterbacks who have won, it's quarterbacks who have played well. And Joe Flacco, whether you like him or not, played well. Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, all the other guys who have won recently. I want to talk about this. I want to. Here's the thing I want to address specifically. So, who are these twelve names then? That are definitely ahead of Stafford on this list, and you can and and there are a couple names that will then go out. All right, let's list them. Rodgers, of course, is on there. Brady, Eli, and Peyton, Roethlisberger, um, Flacco. Ryan wasn't on it last year, but he well, he, he wasn't the, in the top one hundred. On we can we can just about assume there. he'll be on there. Breeze, Luck will be on there. RG3 will be on there. Russell Wilson will be on there. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. That's 11 names there. So, Romo, right. Newton, Cutler. Who are we missing here? Am I Shop. missing any names? Matt Schaub. Who's not going to make it? So, I mean... The, who would you vote for? I mean, Dalton? Did he make it or no? Oh, he did. I mean, he could did. be Andy Dalton. No, we haven't seen his name yet. If he's on there, we haven't. Uh, he's we, not going to be on the list. Come he's on. not going to be this high up. Yeah, he's not no. going to be in the in the top uh, seventy or so. Right. If he was, uh, if he was there, he'd be gone. Who do by you now. suppose I'm missing here? Then who, who? I mean, who's the which names? By the way, I know uh, we're far enough away from the Super Bowl. Remarkable run by Joe Flacco and all that. But this idea that it's just oh well, it's a given that he's got to be. He's in that top six or so. QBs in the game. In fact, it was telling. It the Baltimore local paper ran a a, a little a head-to-head poll the other day. Who's the be- who's the better AFC QB, Flacco or Roethlisberger? In Baltimore, this is Roethlisberger won in a in a landslide, hmm. which is a weird that's, thing. That, see, no, that's the one that it should go the other way. This whole hokum, as you like to say, that Ben Roethlisberger is this great postseason. How dare it's done. You. It's it it's been done for a number of years. Done. And Done. Joe Flacco has taken over. Look at Joe Flacco's statistics. Seven of his at, uh, seven of his last eight playoff games, he's had a passer rating above ninety five. Six of those games were on the road. Flacco has proven over the last couple right, of so years. You're going flat. So, so yes. if there's a if the two teams were identical, and the Steelers and Ravens were playing one another in a playoff game, the mm-hmm. AFC title game, trip to the Super Bowl sure. on the line, you're taking Joe Flacco over Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, I would. All right. Well, I'm interested now to hear everyone's opinion on that. Handsome. I think I would. I wouldn't have done it You take Joe Flacco ago. 
over Ben Roethlisberger. I think you may be living in the past as far as Roethlisberger is concerned. Oh, in the distant past when he was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, that, I losing was, it, losing that Super Bowl. All right, he was injured. I would take Flacco. Oh, too. No, not this again. <laughs> I would take Flacco too. I think Big Ben's oh breaking goodness. down a little bit. Well, he's they an older man. The There's no question years. about that. He's not the same guy anymore. Do you think Joe Flacco could win a Super Bowl behind the offensive line that Joe, that Ben Roethlisberger won I'm, behind I'm against the Cardinals? That's I'm an, out of the doubting Joe Flacco business. All right. And how say I'd you then? I'd go Big Ben. As a Browns fan, I've watched Big Ben. Good for you. But then you, you could say that for These, 30 other quarterbacks well, as well no, as a Browns Mark fan. Sanchez. Right. These so, three the breaks, staring Henry. at the shiny keys. Whatever, Henry. Like, listen... Eat. Ben Roethlisberger is potentially the toughest quarterback in the NFL. How do you quantify Flat. that? Because over he takes and a over, beating. What do you mean? Wow. He's he's the quarterback who will let you know he's hurt the it's most. True. It's a good point. He right. there is not an ailment he dig. won't. No, it's true. I mean, I know that's, hey, that's known in Pittsburgh that he loves to be John Wayne and come what? off the. I'm hurt. I can't. I don't know if I can go. I'm going to give it a shot, like Willis <laughs> Reed. Remember the I know, shoulder injury? Known to do that, Remember yeah. the shoulder injury so during training that, camp last year? It's also no, legitimate. It's a little bit torn. It's a little bit torn. No big deal. I'm fine. <laughs> Easy to sit here and. But he is in fact hurt. But yeah, and I'm not saying that it. Flacco's expense. I think he was sensational down the stretch, but I'm not. I would pick Big Ben over Flacco at this point. I don't think that that's even that controversial. It's not provocative. Does nobody wait? So no one has a Vic would not be what about in Cam here. Newton? It's I think I it's said Newton. Cam Newton. Cam, Cam Newton's going to be left off. I, this no, list. I think he'll be on he'll the list. I agree. And I, as a Romo apologist, I, I would like him to be on the list, but I think public opinion is so low on him. I don't think he's on this list. Uh, who Flacco? Tony Romo. Oh Romo, Romo. Yeah, yeah I, I think Romo that. will not be on the list. I think. Vic won't be. I don't think Cutler will be. I'm obviously missing one big name here, though. I do think Cam Rivers. I mean, he won't be. It's not Rivers. He won't be on there. Who are we forgetting then? There's obviously some name out there that's. uh, that's Wait, how many have you got? If you include Cam, if you include Cam, you've got twelve. What about Brandon Whedon? That was a joke, Mark. Yeah, that would be yeah Newton, but I still feel like uh, I'm missing somebody. But yeah, that's uh, so that would be our twelve then. So do we rate all those names, including Newton, ahead of Stafford and Kaepernick? I don't know how you. We don't, but right. these these guys do. I'm not I, you sure know, why. I I will say this. I don't know why. Once again, we've now made it almost all the way through free agency and through the draft, and again. Those Carolina Panthers, what do they have against Steve Smith that they don't want to help him out with a with a good wide receiver there? I know the defense can stand some upgrades too, but it's befuddling that they don't address that position. The one that Cam Newton most needs some help with. He led the team in rushing last year. Remarkable and definitely means that he should be in this top 100 list. But for his sake, I mean, he, this guy is gangbusters. And when it's all said and done, RG3, uh, Colin Kaepernick and... Russell Wilson, these guys are running some of that spread option and, and, and using their wheels, too. I still think Cam Newton has a chance to be the best of them all. I think he's still the most talented of them all. I would the say- NFL game is not played in Studio 66. I don't know why Steve Smith <laughs> is even weighing in right. on this. I, mean, I, I think he would agree that he would like another wide receiver. One of, my, one of my favorite early subplots of the 2013 season is Cam Newton, who has slipped off the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's no longer this golden boy, young quarterback of the future. I got a feeling he could have a monster year. I completely year. agree with that, except he is in a really rough division. I think he's in a in a in a really brutal division. I think the NFC West is is maybe a tick better, but 
the the South is going to be. What makes it so gonna, brutal from a quarterback Falcon, standpoint? Well, the Falcons are terrific. Falcons and Saints. The Bucks, gonna have a, the Bucks secondary's got a Falcons. lot better. Yeah, not Bucks defensively. Better. The, the division isn't terrific. That's though. that's what I mean. It's Newton, a, it's a, yeah. Newton, I think, could do well. Maybe they won't win these. Falcons games improve but. pass rush at least, and they they've addressed the secondary. I don't know if the youngsters are going to pan out, but let's assume they do. That'll be much better than it was. The Saints. Can't yeah. can't be worse than they were last year. The Bucks' secondary is no longer a turkey shoot. I'd so, like yeah, to I mean, see, it could uh, be tougher for him. I'd like to see his teammates vote him captain. I think that that's – when you talk about the difference between him and RG3 and Russell Wilson, I think that he just got some growing to do in terms of winning the rest of his team over. There have been too many blips on the radar where it's like he's kind of gone off the deep end when things aren't going well. You don't see that from a bunch of other guys. Russell Wilson, RG3 were younger – Showed none of that last season. I mean, they won their team over quick. All right. Handsome, let's get to it. On my way in, I saw a handsome Hank out here in the brilliant sunlight of Southern California. <laughs> I felt fine. And then handsome walks up to me and says, uh, hey, I saw you on the Top 100 recap show. Charles Woodson didn't like you very much. <laughs> and then, and, and, and then. Well, wait, your, your mom agreed. Yeah. Mo Damashek yeah. even. She in the he emailed me during the show. <laughs> To say, I like that Warren Sapp. Oh, she said, you look nice. Of course. <laughs> that <laughs> goes nice. without saying. That feedback is nice. Yeah. A fan's a fan. Right. And she said, I like Warren Sapp, but that other guy is rude hmm. to you. He did not <laughs> like you. At Do one you point, feel I he legitimately I, didn't like me? He's, at one point, I believe he asked himself, and I don't know if it meant to come out of his mouth, but I believe he asked himself, what are you doing here? Now, he said to, he, he, to you. He verbalized I mean. on camera. I don't even know what you're doing here. Yeah. Sounds like yeah. a great job to me. It, it was great. <laughs> it was great television. I will say that. I thought, and I texted Dave after the show. I said, Dave, I thought you handled yourself well with him. He attacked he was going me. After you yeah, a little bit. And and Henry and I were both still in the newsroom as it was Popcorn, airing live. ice cream, huddled around my television gulp. like. Like it was the season finale of MASH or something, just like staring at the TV, watching what was going to happen next between the two of you guys. It was wow. pretty interesting. We were worried for your safety. Wow. Look, my feelings were hurt, but we made our peace in the end. I think that, you know what, I pulled the Trump card. I pulled the Mo card. And uh, what are you doing there, Black Tie? <laughs> the fact that you, you had to get your mom involved with, a, with an NFL player during a that's TV a, show was, that's a was good one. It's never been done before. Yeah, I, that, that, was that, that was the Mo card. That right. made him feel bad. Then he realized, <laughs> oh, this uh, this loudmouth Jew sitting next to me is a human being. <laughs> right. My and and he has a mother who's watching, and he realized, I don't want to be on the wrong side of anybody's mother. And then he, you know, then at nice. the end we made our peace because mm-hmm. he, he he realized maybe maybe too much, Charles. You know, <laughs> yeah. I even told him, I always, I'm going to put in a call because you're man enough to concede this. I'm going to put in a call <laughs> to the Pittsburgh Steelers and see what I can do for you. And he said, thank you. I'd love to hear from them. Because he would. He would like to be on an NFL <laughs> roster. Unreal. It's crazy, in fact, that Charles Woodson isn't uh, is currently an unrostered guy. I always think about it. Like, the Cardinals don't have any – like, they, they're it's so It's a money loaded. thing. It's a mo- yeah. In fact, uh, Hanzus, you caught up with uh, yeah, him earlier him. in the week. And he yeah, is he's shocked, but it's, that, it's the reality of the money thing. You can just now take – you can just now give somebody the minimum to fill that slot, Charles Woodson – commands a, a much higher price tag, and he's not going to take less than that, yeah. kind of understandably. And now he's in a position where 
First he wanted to go to a contender. He wanted to go to the Niners. They didn't bite. And now he's lowered lowered his uh, asking. He'll go anywhere, it sounds like. And I'm, I'd be surprised if his career ends without at least getting one chance to catch on. I had one more question about your interaction with him, though, mm-hmm. because I was very curious. He during, wore an ascot, which he I, was. I thought that yeah. was nice. I thought that was a classy move. Instead of a regular conventional tie, he went ascot. Yeah, I was curious. I might start doing that. <laughs> Please do. (laughs) I was curious during the commercial breaks if there was awkwardness or pretending that you were on your phone or something like that just to pass the time when there was that blue flame heat I imagine I imagine Dave immediately turned to Lindsay and uh, and began conversation with her because he was too scared of what, of what might happen Excuse on the other side of him a restroom I, break or something I talked I talked to the teacher Lindsay and said I don't like that this the, the, uh, this other boy in class is, uh, is is bullying me and I feel like I have to report that yeah <laughs> it is disconcerting when you're on one of the in one of those shows and the players are coming after you because that's always their fame they're always their drop yeah. is like ah, I played I played, and Eric Eric Davis did that to me on NFL AM one time. He goes, and this was after, you know, during the break. He goes, I played, you know, so I know a little bit. And Ugh. I said, all right. I go, hey, Eric, um, do you vote in the presidential election? He's like, of course I do. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I forgot when you served as president. That's exactly right. I mean, I it's, hate it's, it's so absurd that, I, I, that, that. I, I can't conjure a valid opinion because I didn't play football. As, and by, for the record, I have played football in, in yeah. Checker Memorial Stadium for many moons, <laughs> three-on-three football, yes. and fared pretty well, I don't mind telling you. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next list out there. Dan Hanzu started the week. He published his list on Around the League, the top 30 running backs – for the record, I would now, by the way, on the debate club, which is coming up in just a little bit, I know you guys are going to really pour over this list, but just so mono a mono or mono e mono, I don't know which one. Let's have a quick conversation. You two, Sessler and Hansus, are going to get to kibitz about this and address the whole thing. I, we went into it. Just so you know, my big issues, Steven Jackson at 28 mm. is absurdity that that guy is not higher on the list. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. That's one. And the other one that makes me crazy is Ray Rice at number nine. That doesn't sound terrible until you start li- listing the names ahead of him. You can look. Adrian Peterson one is is beyond debate at this point in 2013. We'll see next year. But I go Shady McCoy. I had Arian Foster. Whatever. That's fine. That's we're splitting hairs there. And then I think you get to Ray Rice pretty much. Instead though, you go Doug Martin ahead of him. What other ridiculous names? So I think Freddie. I think you had Freddie Morris ahead yeah, of Ray Rice. Yeah, Alfred Morris ahead of yeah. Ray Rice, who never leaves the field because he can block and catch passes, and he just won a Super Bowl. Well, they by did. The way, well, and no, they're, else. they're putting in Bernard Pierce a little bit more, and you which saw is, that at the end of the. Which is why of, I dropped him because of Bernard Pierce. Yes, yeah. By the way, Bernard at, Pierce, who you had at seventeen, eleven slots ahead of Stephen amazing. Jackson. <laughs> But yeah, then, guy, but to, you know what? And you know what? But if you look at the, what Washington did in the draft, it looks like Freddie Morris is going to end up being Shanahan again on out of there. Hmm. A little bit. Because hmm. that kid they got out of Rutgers, um, his name escapes me right now. I don't know. Was that a drop? Oh, I thought he was, I was dropping. But a kid that the kid out of Rutgers is going to probably get in there and into the, into the mix. So I could see him dropping a little bit. Doug Martin, okay, I could I could make a case for Doug Martin because he was one of the more exceptional rookie running backs out there playing on a team without a good quarterback. Yeah, he had so, two good games. His no, numbers was, his numbers are legit, but they are ab- uh, uh, they are okay. they are insanely inflated by that one. I'm not huge game right. against the Raiders. But I'm not but saying right. I'm not saying that uh, he was. Uh, 
I'm just not saying he's better than Ray Rice. I'm saying he's legit, but I'm just not saying he's better. Did than Did you have There's an issue? Like what was your biggest Darren, issue? Darren Sproles was way yeah. too high. Did you put Darren Sproles? Back. Did you put Darren Sproles at twelve because you thought if you dropped him any further, he might in, he might injure himself on the way down? <laughs> That's exactly why I did that, Hank. No, Hands I like Sproles. I think he's Darren perfect Sproles. in that. What was Darren your big Sproles. one? I don't want to step on the debate club, but I just want to to register our opinions with you to your face here, Hanson. My big one big was Sproles. Yeah. I have no. He has no business in the top fifteen running backs in the NFL. Do you think oh, it was top twelve? If well, I'm it was not top twelve, but I'm saying I wouldn't even put him in the top. 15. If they if they were if they were drafting running backs right now, you would say that he would be the twelfth running back off the board. Apparently, no, he's not paying. I wouldn't attention. say that. Zeus, let me defend you. I wouldn't on this say one, that at all. I will say though, Darren Sproles is the is the best red zone catching running back in the league. Oh, I'm sorry, is that what the as list I, was? No, I'm, as I make I'm note, he's a weapon. <laughs> it's a fairly no, fine a point though. <laughs> I mean, it's a, uh, as I make note in the post, I said if Sproles wasn't in that Saints offense, he's the perfect player running back for that offense. And since he's in that offense, I love him, and he's on this list. If he goes, if he went to the Jets, if he was traded to the Jets in the offseason, he would be down in Jag territory probably. But I love that he's. This high up. Here's what's interesting is the one that I feel like I say again that you hung yourself out to dry if people dig mm. this list up in December of 2013 is Steven Jackson. He's going to be running oh, on the Atlanta Falcons offense. What do you think? He's, you think he's not going to be productive well, there's there? There's another side of the coin where Steven Jackson completely flames out and has 200 yards. It's it's a possibility, but it's not going to happen. Now. No, the reason why he's having fall, uh, fall uh, down to the Jag list is because if you try to make him a bell cow back, I could see him breaking down. Try to make him a bell cow? It's all he's ever been. This Listen, this is 2013. You can't just keep looking at him like he's 25 years old. I don't, but I think for one year, yeah, maybe two, I, I think, think he will be the hammer that they need. He will be maybe. an upgrade from Michael Turner. And by the way, they, they also <laughs> still have the kid out of Oregon State. So, Quiz Rogers. Uh, yeah, Quizzy Rogers, who's going to spell him some anyway. They're not going to just ride him the for 300 carries. The one, the one knock against Steven Jackson, he's 30 years old, and those running backs, when they reach the age of 30, kind of fall off the table. He's a prime candidate for that. I will give you that. But the one thing that has really hurt him over his career is that he didn't get in the end zone enough for the St. Louis Football Club. With Atlanta, he's going to get those opportunities. If you look at what Michael Turner did in his first couple years in mm-hmm. Atlanta, I think Steven Jackson has, has time for one more of those years. I bet he, I, I, he might struggle to get 1,000 yards this season, but he's going to catch the ball a ton because he's a great receiver out of the backfield. He's going to score 8 to 10 touchdowns, which he just hasn't done in the longest time with St. Louis. So that's where he's going to improve. He's going to do it for one year, and then that yeah, then we, that might higher. be it. But I think in 2013, it's going to be a good year. And uh, you know, listen, all this talk about 30 years old. Dieter Brock wasn't even in the league when he was 30. Yes, Jeez. there's a Dieter Brock drop. I get that <laughs> doesn't, one. Doesn't that, count. This that episode, does so though. count. And here's the reason. Here's the reason. The Dieter Brock game. I should have changed this at the very top. This on this episode has to be Sir Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson, Manchester United is great. Oh, he retired God. this retired this week. What? And that he is makes no fine. Mention now, him if you want to. Now I don't care. And the end of the podcast, the Dieter Brock drop goes to whoever brings up Sir Alex Ferguson in it. Okay. You just no. did. That's not true. No, you no, just did. No, I'm, no, glad, you, I'm you glad you decided. By the way, I'm glad you decided wait, wait, that. But that Dieter Brock drop counts. Hold on, hold on. Does that count? For the record, I gave everybody here. The, I was I was lobbing the volleyball because I say what do I always say about quarterbacks how important it is it's my well, my he, argument right, of twenty one twenty one I don't need your charity rank I'm you doing still, just fine in the Dieter Brock that was race. a terrible one 
That da- was not a Damage check, let it count, but it's a challenge to you guys to, in the next five minutes or so, come up with an organic Sir Alex Ferguson All drop. Right, listen. Before we wrap it up here, before Rank's heading out here, I wanted to say we opened this morning after uh, Handsome Hank attacked me by saying Charles Woodson hated me. Um, I, I wanted I wanted to say thanks. What boosted my spirits was a package, a, a care package from a citizen of the Czech Republic in great standing, also a rank amateur. He and maybe even a Hank. I think he's a Hank amateur. We opened up this care package <laughs> from Derek Booth. He sent me what appears to be a delicious bottle of mustard. I can't wait. Oh, and it's in a lovely glass, a, sh- oh, a nice. chalice. So he's handing out gifts. As soon as the mustard's gone, then you turn it into a drinking glass. So it's a double gift, really. Black tie, you got a little something. Yeah, um, I've never seen these before, and they're called uh, Flavor Milk Straws. And I guess the (laughs) the whole point of it, it's a a straw with candy in it, I believe. Do you like... Candy Would you straws? say that it's a kid's what? gift, like a, a gift, a gift for a child? <laughs> Seems great to me. I've never All heard right. of it before. Well, you should have really gotten some milk and tried it out yeah. here on the podcast. That's like a CIA maybe at bedtime. From maybe at bedtime for Black Tie. <laughs> Rank, what did you get? I got this nice Albert Pujols salsa, which is pretty nice because we I, I get a long time <laughs> to Pujols, this, Pujols. As a Halos fan, <laughs> at least and, you got a uh, you got something out of Albert and he's Pujols. got he's got. Say. He's got so many years left on his contract. I think that by the end of it, we're going to look at his tenure with the Angels like you look at Sir Alex Ferguson's tenure oh, over there across the pond. There we go. Who just nice. retired recently. I don't know if you keep up. <laughs> I just want to placate our producer. Enjoy your Did, salsa. That's you. That's how you English people say salsa, right? You call it no. salsa. Why, you know? Where are you coming up Your with these salsa. from? I don't know. I thought that's what you said. Who's this gentleman's name again? That... Derek Booth. Oh, what did he get for these guys? Did he get anything for the ATL guys? I didn't see anything in I'm there. I'm sure it's on the way. I guess no, no, Derek, no. Sure well, Maybe he remembers the pie scandal you can have... of 2012. I'm sure that I'm sure that <laughs> Sessler will steal my salsa at some point. <laughs> that's <laughs> it for me. <laughs> I enjoy, gotta say that. debate club. Rank. Lo- he, he, that's one of those rules of uh, among comedians. Leave on a high note. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get out the door before you can do anything. Uh, the high note. <laughs> there he goes. So, Off for the weekend. So I guess Derek Booth is not a flame. No, apparently he's not a flame, but he he is a Hank amateur because you got something. Yes, huh? I did. Yes. Yeah, and? I got a tea bag. <laughs> That's nice. You're English. What's That's bad about insulting. that? You like tea, don't you? No, and this is another one of the ones I know you enjoy. The, the fact that I don't like golf or any of these other English things, I do not drink tea. The tea I, thing is Derek, legit, though, right? Don't English people all drink? English uh, people apparently drink tea? do like to drink tea. It tastes like hot mud, as far as I'm concerned. You Derek, must have been. You thank must, you. But please don't. Ever you must send me have been some again. kind of pariah growing That's up. That's why I'm here. They kicked you didn't me out. Like, you didn't like you, you didn't like soccer. You like American football. You don't like their tea. You don't like just about anything. You well, prefer everything American. Imagine he wasn't tall and handsome. He'd be in, he'd yeah, be like that's bullied that, like crazy. That, that's correct. That was his that, saving that forgives grace. Everything. That yeah. forgives everything. <laughs> I tell my I tell my boy all the time. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. Jean Claude Van Damaschek. <laughs> I say, listen, be- hear me now. Believe me later. You need to get a handle when it comes to basketball. That's learn to handle a basketball. It doesn't matter how tall you are; it'll at least get you through high school. And if you're good at basketball or good at a sport, then that it, it's listen. That's it. It's the it's the easy track. It's the shortcut to popularity. It's something I didn't know, but it's something I observed. You know, you're not you're looking like me. You're probably not going to make the ladies swoon based on looks. 
certainly not personality and voice, at least be good at a sport, and then maybe some women will be attracted to you before the age of 18. You see, he doesn't know what I'm talking. When I tell him this whole story, he just walks away and, uh, and befuddled, scratching his head. All right. I'm sorry you didn't get anything, Flames. Real quick, Sessler, you wrote a nice piece to round out the week on NFL.com. Um, on the around the league, and it was the best rivalries. We talked about it just briefly, but we didn't get into specifics. Quickly, let's kibitz about it right now. What are the six best rivalries going into 2013 in the NFL? One of my favorite subjects, and I will add for the umpteenth time, this is what the NFL needs more of. Whatever they can do to perpetuate rivalries is a great thing for the sport. This is what sports fans love. They love the sense that the players care and hate, dare I use the word, hate the opposition as much as we hate the opposition. Now, with that being said, Sessler, go. And it was, to note, it was the rivalries now, not historical, like what we're dealing with in 2013. I got you. I think I, I, think I no, set you, that no, up. You, you set, made it clear. You set the, the table. table was set properly, set Sessler. Uh, so number six, I had Packers, Bears, but threatened to knock that off because I don't believe in the Bears, and I think most don't until they actually knock the Packers down. Or I don't run. buy when the teams say when one team is bad. I don't like when those two teams say, like, oh, it's the most important game of the Nah, I don't buy that you think that, although I do appreciate the effort. I don't want to contradict myself. I do like when the players say that. So, yes, all right, so that's a good one. That's a valid one. <laughs> it's I way take it down back. in number six. Number five, I have Saints-Falcons. I think that's, a, like, a sneaky good I don't. I think a lot of the country doesn't care, but I think it's a it's a quietly a very good, good regional rivalry. Of course, so. it's SEC country. That uh, that that's uh, good stuff there. The only thing is aesthetically, they're both in domes, and that takes away from it. it I does. like a good rivalry is played in nasty weather. I I feel more often than one. Th- not. One thing I learned in New Orleans, uh, talking to some of the people down there, was how big it was to them that the Falcons got picked off in the NFC title game. They hate the Falcons down in New Orleans, so. That backs, no, there's that a lot of anger down there. And, and that's a great – it is one of the stories. In fact, Handsome, I've, I've told you before, I'm going to tell you now, when we were down in New Orleans for the Super Bowl, I think that we should embed Dan Hanzoos or Mark Sessler as a Saints reporter. Just covers them all season long. <laughs> we would go and visit from time to time. Well, right? Maybe we should yeah. do we that. Would have to. You know what? Better idea. We're not sending you there. Let's. That's what, me and Handsome Hank right. are on our culinary I tour like across these United States. Well, who needs you to? I like me you and Handsome pretended. are going in fact, once every three, four weeks. We should go yeah, out yeah, there we and take the temperature and eat some of that delicious why you, food. Why did you even manufacture that to make it seem like originally it was us so it then was. it could go to you guys together? <laughs> right. Right. You know, Dave and Adventures with Henry. Come on. Let's, I do like yeah. that rivalry. And and I do think that the same. I mean, the Falcons. If you like, like I said twenty minutes ago, if you think that the spread option is is a fad, then that bumps the Falcons up considerably as as a contender for the Super Bowl this year. And then the Saints have the chip, the all time chip on their shoulder. Comeback story in a tough division. That's going to be a great rivalry. I think rivalries need to be fun. Number four, I went Patriots-Jets. I understand the Jets are eh. potentially a train wreck, mm. but I have to watch that game. I don't. I, I, no I'm not, I, when that one comes no, no, on. Not this year. Last yeah. year, yes. The, not by even. The second, well, by the second game last year, no. But uh, but not this year. Even uh, with Geno Smith against Tom Brady, which, what is it? Week especially three or with Geno, like it's, it's the Thursday night opener on NFL it's, Network. It's, it's, I mean, well, in that case, we should definitely yes. watch it. Uh, well, what just, will make me watch it is if it's Mark Sanchez. Now that's juicy because the yes. last time he played them, butt fumble. Butt yes. fumble. I, no, as a, as a Jets fan who's very close to that rivalry, I understand why they're on that list. 
And I think if the Jets are ever to come back from this dark state they're in, it, it could rekindle. But it's because you're from New York and you think everything that happens no, in New York is that, relevant to the world. Right, that's well, how New Yorkers think. On, that's ridiculous. Okay, let's move on. No, but let ridiculous. me just say that was a great rivalry in the early Rex for Ryan two years. years. It was. It was, <laughs> it was a great. No, 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 no. It was also great when Parcells left New England for the Jets. Yeah, that's true. There were some and good Belichick games. Belichick was. New York's coach for 48 hours. All right, the there's weird. history there. What about, there. Stuff going what about Spygate with Mangini and Parcells? There was some You're good right. stuff. All right, all right, taken back, taken back. It's interesting, yeah. but I feel like it's now irrelevant. I agree. Well, many readers agreed with you on that point, Dave. Uh, number three, I have Raven Steelers because no matter where it happens or when, it's there's always high stakes. And, I mean, you could argue it's up at the top, but I, I have it number three. Well, the Steelers will need a massive bounce back this year for it to be compelling to the objective fan. I, I you know, I don't buy the the stuff about you know it's the the hardest hitting game every year at this point. You're not going to have Ray Lewis anymore out there. You have a diminished Troy Polamalu and so on. There are a lot of reasons that the game has lost a little of its luster. And if I'm right too that the Bengals are the class of that division, then that then that really pushes it down. But I, I listen for the for the last eight years or so, it has been the best rivalry in the NFL. So you have to give yeah you have to give it its due and at least include it on this list. I don't think it shouldn't be off it entirely. Number two, and this is how I could have gotten out of a lot of trouble with rank is I have a big angry triangle of Broncos Patriots slash Ravens Patriots slash Ravens Broncos. Whatever happens, hmm. whoever comes out on top of that wins the AFC. Incorrect. I, I, That's again, my guess. The Bengals and Texans w- my, uh, would uh, disagree mm. with you about mm-hmm. that. Well, I'm they can disagree they with me all day long. I know. Listen, I saw the wince on your face, but again, like we talked about uh, at the top of this podcast, anybody, oh, Matt Schaub? Well, are you oh, referencing Andy. the two, two uh, of the greatest playoff Matt games Schaub we've seen? Matt Schaub and Andy Dalton? Blah, 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 blah. How would they ever <laughs> win a Super Bowl? Two words, Joe Flacco. He just won the Super Bowl. People didn't think Joe Flacco was capable of winning a Super Bowl either, and, and he's done so. Why can't Andy Dalton or Matt Schaub do it this year? And I remind you that the Houston Texans, I, I've talked enough on this podcast in recent weeks about how good I think the Bengals are going to be. The Texans... Everybody has forgotten until December. They were the prohibitive number one seed. Then they sort of took their foot off the gas and had some injuries. And then they sort of spiraled downwards. I feel like that, that that's correctable stuff. And that, uh, you know, with the injuries and Brian Cook reports Cushing coming back and DeAndre Hopkins finally there to assist. And Owen Daniels is a nice pass catcher. The passing game, the running game we know is, is very good. What are the flaws with that team? Why is well, that not I, the best I think there's team? one. I think, the, I think this is the year that everyone suddenly realized there is one flaw in its matchup. All right, I well, think they have everything else. They've got a defense. I think this is the year that suddenly people go, you know what? He he was great. He got us to be the AFC South champions. He got us to the playoffs, but I don't think he's the guy to take well, us also, for further you, than T.J. Yates. Yikes. Well, sorry. Not three words that make me excited. This is about games you have to see whether you're a fan of the team or not. The Bengals and Texans don't scream that to me. Not yet. I'm I got not, you. Okay, okay yeah, all. you're talking about ones that make you click onto the channel. You gotta whether, watch. Right. Bengals right. don't do that to human beings. Uh, number one, I've got this, you know, totally fashionable offseason pick, Seahawks 49ers. That's not hey, I'm Russell Wilson, and I throw a sexy deep ball. Fair I've been enough. waiting so long <laughs> to drop that in there. It's been a while. Good for you, Black Time. Glad yeah. you well got done. to use that one. Uh, well, listen, I've, I've got it. 
I love it. The NFL promotional people, this all their, you know, 90% of their investment this year in pumping up 2013 season should be about this. This to me is what it's all about. It's as though they that that uh, both regimes understand this that they are the two teams that that have a real chance to win it all and they've but that they have to get through the other to get there they, that they may not even get out of their division if they can't knock off the other guy and so they've addressed each other piece by piece it's real i hate when people say it's a chess match chess match but in this case it kind of is it's sort of like oh well, oh, Rook, they, they moved the Rook exactly. there. Well, then we got to move the Bishop over there to, to try and spell that. You know, it's a, it is interesting. I can't wait for this rivalry. The games were great, even though they were lopsided. They're, they're great games. I feel like we got robbed a little bit by not getting round three of that this year in the playoffs. We could have had a title game in San Francisco, Seattle, coming off whipping them at the end of the regular season. That Boy, that would have been dynamite stuff. We just barely missed out on that. Handsome Hank, do you agree with this? I do agree. I'm excited about um, that matchup. That's definitely the one that people are going to be thinking about this season. To me, it's a pity that there isn't a good local rivalry, like a, a local game like Manchester United and Manchester City had during Sir Alex Ferguson's reign as the Manchester United. Sorry, yeah. you, you that is more that organic than, than the stuff that Rank came up with, by the way. It doesn't count! It's not anymore. even about that! But, <laughs> but I, actually, I, what I really want to say is the, ga- the, the best rivalry game I've seen, I know it's not relevant anymore, but a, a Raiders-Chiefs game, there is some legit like it's, that is that's something where I, I these are manufactured rivalries for now, and I think they're all exciting. And of course, those are the games you're going to click on to. But if you're talking about a game which means a lot to fans, I having been to a Chiefs Raiders game, it's pretty amazing. When the Chiefs when the Chiefs are at the Raiders, yes. it might be the best uniform matchup in it's all the NFL. It's a terrific uniform really matchup, and, and, but but it's a, it's also intense. Uh, you know, the both. Both teams. I agree. The, those it. old AFL rivalries, those yep. West rivalries, are still are, are still good. The Broncos and Raiders, and you know all those. Why the the Jets and Raiders? By the way, that's another great uniform matchup: is great Raiders and Jets. AFL. But, mm-hmm. um, Classic. But the, the 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 omission, the obvious omission. When you list NFL rivalries for all of time, it's always people will always mention Bears and Packers, and people now it does seem like that Steelers Browns one historically is the one people mention. But like you mentioned, the Ravens Steelers has now trumped that, and it's been around long enough that I think you kind of have to add it if you said if you said what are the all time rivalries? I think that one would have to be somewhere in your top ten or so. Oh yeah, but. The one that's on there traditionally that you skip on is Redskins Cowboys. Oh no, I I put it in the honorable the division mentions. came down to it, but the I, division last year came down to it. Now you have RG three against Romo, both both QBs that are going to be really. I mean, they're they're X factors if not definite great players, then they're definitely guys that are intriguing to look at. And I, I'll definitely be interested in tuning in to see how those guys do it. And that Thanksgiving game was some great shootout. Then, like I say, the East came down to that, and Romo threw yet another big-time interception in a big moment. And, uh, you know, and now My, we see well, if me, RG3 can come back. I like me, seeing those two. Let me do two. a pan comment on the Cowboys. I left them in a lot of audible mentions. They didn't make my list because this is a team that's been 8-8 eight and eight and worse in years before, mm. I don't buy them as a real threat. They're a, they're a big television team. I want to look at playoff-type matchups that really mean something that are going to – I don't think the Cowboys bring that heat. They're a bunch of, to me, a bunch of surface, shimmery material for the networks. All right, a couple things we have to uh, 
he's really, really a he really is. the NFL. I don't he know is. if he's going to be here on Monday. Jerry Jones may call him any minute. After that, and he diminished the players on the top 100 list. I don't know about that. And he knows me. And if Charles Woodson blows a call in, like I don't ever want to be around that guy again. He's like, oh, well, then Sessler knows that guy. Sessler might be out on that, too. Um, all right, real quick, let's wrap it up here. Couple, uh, a couple of pieces of business we have to get to here. And thanks again to Derek Booth. Very nice of him to do that. Yeah, I'm thanks, gonna let, Derek. I know everybody's got to go. Appreciate but it, Derek. Quickly. One, I we were talking around the office. Handsome Hank was throwing a ball left-handed. And let me tell you something. He was not overstating. He's got a big-time arm. I don't know where this it's Englishman comes It's a big comes. league arm. I think that's you what really we call do. it. You really do. You can sling it. That's not jive. I want to do it. And we're going to do it. We're going to have the uh, DDFP decathlon. And this isn't decathlon. The traditional decathlon <laughs> is, is a bunch of hooey and applesauce. Because what are the events? They're not things we're that not have anything to do. We're not 400 meter hurdles. No, and listen. The traditional, like, this is not a gauge of regular guy who's a good who's good at sports. This is this is who can throw I'm mean, three of the events are throwing. They're all three. One is javelin, one is uh one's throwing the heavy ball, the the ball made out of metal or whatever that the shot, I think the shot put that. nonsense and then they they throw uh a hammer or something. Don't discus they? maybe I discus. They throw a discus and maybe a hammer. Mm-hmm. That might be uh, do they do a hammer toss? I don't think so. I don't know. Then they <laughs> run and they jump. Who cares? Here's what we're gonna do. We're going to do a regular guide to Cathalon here on the uh, on the DDFP, and we just have to settle on the events. Tweet me. Oh, no, use the hashtag, right, Black Tie? That's the way you do it? Hashtag. We'll get into this next week. We'll flesh it out. Hashtag but in the DDFP. meantime, D- hashtag DDFP, what are the events? I'm thinking along the lines of, just so you know where my head is, who can throw a football the farthest? That's the only football-related right. competition. So we'll have a football throw. Well, there could be some catching. Well, about How about a, some kind of a catching? No, Gauntlet too much. Drill. Too much vari- uh, too, too many variables there. What about uh, accuracy with a throw? Maybe we just wing like a ball. Could do that. That right. would probably. I like who. Could, but but that's the but the game. I'm talking regular guys. What a guy okay. when, when you're growing I'm up. Just what saying, do you do when you the, go to the beach? You're not, the you're not trying to prove to your friends how accurate you that are. Was, right? That was that was selfish because I have a torn labrum. But who we're just going to keep moving forward. Who's hanging a tire anyway? You think black tie is yeah. going to be? All right, <laughs> I'm going to stop at the Home Depot for the for the decathlon to pick up the rope and a tire to hang outside. I mean, that's not going to happen. Let's try to be a realistic. Tire? You just put a chair up. It's not a big deal. Put anyway, whatever. A chair up. All right. So I. I think that's one. I think a free throw shooting contest or maybe horse. We could do either one of those. Um, I think we do have to do a 50-yard dash, not a 40, because that's NFL. When you're a kid in elementary (laughs) school, the teachers, why did they do that to us anyway? Why did the teachers, what (laughs) mean-spirited agenda did the public school teachers of America have when I was growing up that every one of them, they would always, at some point in the year, they'd be like, hey, everybody, let's go outside. Everybody's going to run a 50-yard dash <laughs> one by one. Uh. And they would time you and then say publicly what your <laughs> score was. Your peers would know. I was slow afoot, and I didn't like it, and it scarred me. Now I got Charles Woodson in my face. Oh, no. Anyway, we're going to do a 50-yard dash. Right, that's two or three events. Is right? this decathlon? Is it like your list? Does it have to have ten things in, or is it, deca- it could be no. called a decathlon in name, but it may only have four could be, you things know what? in? We, the- could, we could call it the regular guy Olympics. Right. I don't care, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to call it the Bro Olympics, just because I don't the, like. Bro. I don't like that. Bro sounds gross. Mm-hmm. Hanzus, Sessler, <laughs> Black Tie. Any events you'd like to well, pitch right now? This is America. Um, no offense to Henry, but I think something to do with baseball. 
Uh, maybe a baseball that made baseball maybe, accuracy uh, or accuracy throw or maybe how how far can you hit a baseball how about this mm. how about well, instead of hitting a baseball because that gets into measuring with i mean how are you going to measure that and everything and have somebody well, out there th- with flags and everything. A home run derby in wiffle ball how about this that's something well, i was going to say you could uh, you could do um we could go to one of those things where they that get th- sees how hard you're throwing the ball. Yes, yep. How many miles per hour? You're all going to lose one but of those you, carnival that's games. Fine. We could do okay. that one. That might be a good one. How about uh, uh we could get a couple cars lined up big wide lot drag racing. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> get so the, get the Jetta on the and road. So your ride though is really what it's about. Well, all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, Rank <laughs> shows up. Uh, oh yeah, I'm leasing a Porsche now. Didn't I tell you that? Yeah. I'm sure he'll pull something off <laughs> yeah. similar to that. Um, and uh, and of course we have to have Connect Four because it's. Oh, I mean, yes. it's, it's not all. Ooh, it's the great good. American sport. Yeah. Uh, Black tie. You have one. Um, I'm not gonna con- contribute to this because I don't want anyone saying I rigged it when I win them all. So it's you're not gonna there. contribute. You're not gonna win. A I love one. it. That's so. what a man does. You tell me the rules, and then I'll and then I'll defeat you all at your game. I do. That's have- what a man does. I do have a couple of notes to wrap up, though. All so, right. we ready to go? Yeah, All well, right. I want to know what our poll question should be, too. Real quick, what's our poll question? Well, we gotta... wait, hold on, hold on. All right. This, maybe I'll give you a poll question out of this, because you know I have Who got the best gift from Derek Booth? Oh, that's not ATL. One. Don't bother putting me on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, though. Charles Woodson, you mentioned in you guys love hate relationship from yesterday. He There's actually, no hate. He, deli- he actually was supposed to be on a podcast, but you guys took too long in your production meeting. That's why the podcast isn't coming out till Friday. Rather than Thursday, so just throwing that out All there. Right. Oh, so you spoke about uh, your son <laughs> handling yeah. the basketball. Yeah. Funny story. Back in the day, going to parties and get-togethers, I actually would go with the basketball to show off my handle. Because you're right, it is an extremely <laughs> cool thing to do. <laughs> That's next level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to encourage the boy to do that. Actually, have the basketball when you go to well, social functions. Is that what it, the- it was? It wasn't like a full-blown party. It was like a barbecue or whatever the case may be. Right. Just uh-huh. walking around the neighborhood, like you know, because most people play. Soccer. I want you. No, I, I I like it so much. I I, I insist that you resume that. <laughs> Is that what the, the high school coach does everywhere. to punish you? <laughs> no, it teaches you. That's what yeah, you do. You're supposed to carry it with you everywhere. You dribble it with your off hand so you get uh, good with it. Someone brought up Titus Young earlier. Obviously, he's going through all his issues. Weird, funny story. I actually, during the draft, showed him and taught him how to tie a tie. So, the black tie way. So, wow, it's your fault. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. And lastly, <laughs> brush with uh, not so. Greatness. None of these are poll questions, but no. Time. Lastly, this is a possible <laughs> poll question and a question to because I've been giving out questions the last couple of episodes. And one of the followers, FF Awesome or Fawesome, I don't Fawesome Sauce. He uh, came up with a couple ideas for a name for the segment. The question I throw out, I'm not settled on each yet. Okay, but question is, you guys were using words like reclaimed earlier, mano a mano. <laughs> My question is, which word? surprised you when you first learned like realized how it was spelt like which was the most surprising mm-hmm. to you like for me eavesdrop was the thing like well, that blew my mind i was like how the heck does this have a v in it where does the v come from the v in oh, the middle I see of what you eavesdrop you never picked Eve up on as, it uh, no because if you say it you don't really i know what you're getting at i think a big one I, I mean you know i my sister and i used to sing in the radio when they when uh, the bgs had to hit uh, more than a woman we were positive it was four-legged woman, and we're stunned when it, we found out it's more than a woman. <laughs> but it wasn't like we were doing it to be funny in the back seat. But we would sing four-legged woman, yeah. 
four-legged woman to me. And, and then you think as an adult, that would be wildly inappropriate for the song to be called that. But either way, yeah, that would, I guess that I, would be my one. I've got uh, there's someone actually who still works somewhere in the NFL now who I used to have to edit his copy, and he thought that the phrase was, taking it for granite. Instead of for granted, <laughs> which I can't tell you. I mean, can tell us. I, you won't know him. He's not. He's not no, a name that no. you will have heard of. But but I guess the American accent. Take it for granted that it just uh, that he actually thought the heavy stone huh. was uh, was what. Was oh, Malaprops there. delight me to no yeah. end. Hanzus, Sessler, you uh, have one. Well, there's uh, all intensive purposes. Yes, that's a big one. Purposes. That is a big one. Uh, intensive purposes. Yes, it's in, in, uh, in, yeah, kids. If you're listening. And you didn't know this. It's intense and purposes. It's three words. It's not intensive care. It's Some intense. people were just like, whoa, is that true? Yeah. I think I, I think people I re- really don't know that. Yeah. I remember when I showed my mother um, like a book report or something, and I had intensive purposes in it, and, and uh, she sh- corrected me. And now I think back, she must be like, oh, he's so stupid. <laughs> Sessler? I'm trying to think of a time that I've misplaced a phrase. And yeah. I, just, I, I remember that time you used the phrase pick six. That Ooh. got you in a lot <laughs> of hot water. That might have been the first You got a lot, a lot of heat there. You know, I'd, it water off a duck's, duck's back. I, it, I'm fine with it. <laughs> thing is, it kind of, it's <laughs> coming from Rank. It's kind of, Rank has heat all day with I'm not all sure the people. What he's upset there's no, about there, there's always know, something cooking there's with always something I'll tell you what. It doesn't mean anything. Let's just for the rest of the day, can you put the pick six header on top of that yeah. piece? <laughs> <laughs> that would oh, be. And then let's just oh, walk God. away uh, and we won't say another word. Yeah. I always, as I say, the only rule for me, I love heat as long as I'm not involved. In it. I will that, put the headline. Will, I'll put the headline on it. Pick that six. will create heat, and then I will laugh and laugh. I think there's much else to do here, but call it a day. All right, that was extremely loud. I'm sorry for that. But uh, with that, I'm out like Sir Alex Ferguson. What do you, what do you uh, think you're doing? Organic. You don't declare the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, I said I'm out. I don't know about you. I'm headed out. You guys can stay in black here. Black Tie's just going to walk out the door. I, I don't understand. The Black Tie show, I guess, is now over. ATL, Debate Club, is coming at you. Black Tie, interesting. I don't know what word. I don't know how that's a poll question, but whatever. Rank is off already. Handsome Hank, a pleasure. In general, Charles Woodson, I hope we will have an enduring peace and uh, <laughs> stick around now. We're out of here, but hang in here now because uh, the top 30 running backs and other subjects shall be covered coming at you on the debate club. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Hands Zeus and Mr. Fancy Pants. The Flames need NFL news and here's their chance. It's ATL around the league. Light a flame, boys. Pigskin's hot tonight. Burn, baby, burn. Welcome back to another edition of the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined, as always, by a man whose suit jacket makes him look like the white Christian Okoye, Mark Sessler. You know, I'm going to be honest. I found out... Last night, yeah. that uh, I was told by a high-up source in the NFL that I needed to report to work today uh-huh. in uh, pants that weren't jeans, right. which posed an immediate issue for my wardrobe, and a sports coat. The sports coat, and <clears throat> I don't want to get uh, critical because I'm not saying that I look uh, like a sharp-dressed man today, but your suit jacket... The shoulders, the cut of the shoulders. They're outrageous. Wild. It, it does. Know. When I say Christian Okoye, 
you know, if you remember Okoye's shoulder pads uh, back in the 80s, early 90s, they were massive. You do have that Okoye look to you. Well, as uh, well, let's let me be honest. I have one functioning suit. Yeah. It is the suit I got married in, and it's the suit that I've worn to a pair to back-to-back Super Bowls <laughs> and the combine and everything else. I, no one notices. I just wear the same suit over and over. I've, I'm so disorganized that I've not washed it right. since Super Bowl. It's at the bottom of a closet somewhere. So when I found out I needed to, within 12 hours, appear at work in a sports coat, I pulled number two, and you get this thing. Well, yeah. And it is, it is a... An eyesore. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but uh, just in terms of background, today is the Commissioner's Awards uh, here at NFL Media in Culver City, California. Uh, Roger Goodell is in the building, and there was a, an awards presentation. Mark and I shut out again. Uh, Surprising. From any type of accolades, yeah. despite our middling pet podcast and our blog. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But the point is, one of the blessings about working from the Culver City NFL office is there is no dress code. I mean, you could wear jeans. You could, uh, theoretically, I think you could wear a T-shirt if you want. But mostly people wear, or the men here wear collared shirts and jeans and sneakers or dress shoes. But today the missive was sent out by some shadowy league figures to dress up, and that's why... Mark is wearing an Okoye brand jacket. I have a, a collared shirt and sweater. And Wilk Ty looks like he's straight out of the Versace catalog. It's just how I roll. Yeah. I can see. I can almost see Wilk Ty. You know those uh, Super Bowl commercials with David Beckham where they just do the slow motion turn and he's just wearing the underwear? <laughs> Wilk Ty. I'm, I'm having a troubling time visualizing that. Wilk, does Dan not look like a man in 1936 <laughs> who would have been studying with, like, School books tied up with a little rope. He like does. People, you know? It's exactly what he you looks like. You come out of like is a, 19... a sweater vest. You're what wearing? is it? Not no, quite. Well, it's a sweater. It's a sweater. This it's is great sweater. podcasting, by the way. It is. Um, hey, the, I'm sorry that I look horrible. Let's move on. Uh, there's something else troubling here. I'm staring. I'm holding it in my hand right now. Uh, Dave Damashek of the Dave Damashek Football Program left his wallet behind, and that's kind of unusual enough. Also left behind his cell phone. Is his his iPhone, and also he left his computer logged in, and I'm wondering what happened. It's pretty clear that he just views Studio 66 as an extension of his living space. Well, that's the good way to look at it. The bad way to look at it is that something horrible happened, and he had a rush from the studio. But even if you had a rush from somewhere, wouldn't you have your phone with you and your wallet? I think so. I mean, it's, it's a part of you. You probably are on your phone... Or just were if you found out something. It's a little weird. Hopefully he shows up in the middle of the podcast and we'll just have him on. We That's the logical next So we're going to keep it right chapter. here. We'll bring it downstairs with us if it's, if it's still here by the end of our show today. If not, he'll come looking for it and then he'll sit in with us. We should probably get to some football talk though, right Mark? Yeah, I wanted to... Um, Dan wrote a, a piece this week that I would say... Uh, could I put it in the category of radioactive? Yes, it was radioactive in terms of... Uh, how people viewed it, yes. That's what I meant. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Top 30 running backs, according to Dan Hansis, rated from, not surprisingly, number one through 30. Right. You tiered them, though, which I found to be an interesting way to do it, and I like that. A lot of the readers had major issues with your results. 
I, you know what? The readers, of course, the readers are always going to have issues when their team's running back isn't near the top of the list. I've been more surprised with internally the heat that I've gotten, whether it's from, uh, you know, to a lesser extent, you, Mark Sessler, but also from Damashek, um, from uh, Rank, who I overheard in conversation in the newsroom trashing it, and I had to call him <laughs> out on it. You know, he was talking to one of our colleagues, Amar, and he, he labeled it Hansis' ridiculous top 30. And it led to like an awkward interaction. Well, that's unacceptable. Like, yeah, yeah it's like, you know, does he want to be that guy? But listen, I stand by the list, and I want to ask you what what you took issue with. Well, I have no problem with what you did right up at the top. Number one, Adrian Peterson. Mm. It was roughly uh, where you went from number two through uh, number thirty, where I started <laughs> to encounter some major issues. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just you know. It was littered with issues, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But you've got Ray Rice yes. at number nine, which, okay, except above him at number seven, Alfred Morris, a rookie, who I, you know, a nice year, but what? A nice year. Talk to me about how he's above Ray Rice. Okay. Now, part of this that you have to understand is what goes into this list for me, and uh, what I do, well, I think that's what everyone's trying to unearth. Well, it's it's fairly simple. It's basically what I view the player, what he's done in the past, what I think he'll do in the future, the team he's on, his age, and his health. Put all those things together. Ray Rice has been a great pro for uh, what five seasons now, um, and I think he can. He has good years left in him. I think he's only twenty seven or twenty eight. However, I do see him losing, potentially losing Bell Cowback status in Baltimore. Uh, maybe not immediately, maybe not this year, but Bernard Pierce, who I have on this list as well, uh, I'm a big fan of Pierce. And I think that he showed last year as a rookie that he's a guy that uh, John Harbaugh loves, and he's he used him down the stretch a lot. And I think he's going to continue to use him in a new new season. Rice will always be a big part of that offense, and his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield uh, definitely plays into that. But Pierce is going to make Rice less of a workhorse, which drops him on this list for me. All right, so it sounds like your well, list... And is- as for Alfred Morris, you, you you dismiss the guy, but he is a rookie that ran for 1,600 yards. I don't dismiss him, but I have a problem with Alfred Morris sitting up at number seven when you've got, at number 14, C.J. Spiller, yes. who, under a category called candidates for, in quotes, the leap. I would argue that C.J. Spiller made the leap already last season. Yes. Uh, well, listen... Uh, I love C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller is like family to me because he took me to a fantasy title last year. But I could also tell you that C.J. Spiller was given uh, just a touch over 200 carries last year. Uh, in that offense under Ch- Chan Gailey, they, they insisted when Fred Jackson was healthy, splitting the, the workload with him. Now, the reason I put him in candidates for the leap is despite 200 carries, he ran for close to 1,500 yards or so and was, you know, a dynamic type player. And I view him as a guy that, as much as the Bills are paying Fred Jackson, I think Spiller is going to end up being a guy that gets the ball 250 times, runs for 16, 1,700 yards, and away we go. He's in the top five next year. Uh, Candidate for the leap. Uh, well, okay. I'm, I have issues with that. <laughs> next on the list, By the way, though, this is opinion. No, no, no. And I understand that, but I, my opinion is in, in opposition to what you've cooked up Wait, here. Wait, are we debating? We, I think there is, is some, there is some debate. Because the first ever debate on the ATL <laughs> Debate Club. <laughs> you might be right. Weird. After Spiller, 
at 15, you have David Wilson, who is, he's an intriguing dynamic back, but you have him rated above Trent Richardson at 16. And then down at 18, you have MJD, who two seasons ago led the entire league in rushing. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, Mark, I, I like uh, the year 2007 too. I miss it. But, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that we're still in that year. We have to move forward. MJD is, he blew up his foot. He's almost 30. He's on a bad team. I don't see him as being a guy I look at as a, a future rushing champion again. I think he's on the way down. And David Wilson, I just love David Wilson. I think he's he showed once he got out of Tom Coughlin's doghouse, I think he turned into a stud. He made everyone else on the field look slow. And he is, as I have on that list, a candidate for the leap, a guy that by this time next year could be viewed as a top 10 back. All right. Well, there's a lot of, I think, readers, number one. It's easy to find this on the site. Yeah. Go take a look for yourself. I want to close with one. Relatively easy. Well, Our search function could be better. You might want to try Google. But you've got Steven <laughs> Jackson down to 27, sandwiched in between Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis and Sean Green. Yeah. I mean, now that to me, this guy has been rock solid his entire career, shown very little signs of you know falling off a cliff, and he's been put in a Falcons offense that I think only ups his chance to produce. Yeah, this is more a gut feeling for me. I, I Everything seems to make sense that he's going to have a – dynamic season this year but in my opinion I feel like he's the type of guy that you know he's he's getting older he hasn't had a featured back role uh last year he didn't have one and I think he's a guy at this stage of his career if you give him the ball 150 185 times I think he's going to be great if you give him the ball too much I don't know if he's durable enough to last so uh to me I, I see this hype around him that it might be empty okay well you thought it through I know a lot of people like on Twitter, they hit you up. The comments section is literally was in flames on this thing. What do, did any of the comments that you got on Twitter potentially stand out to you? Any, did any cut deep, you mean? Well, just did anything, you know, maybe in the middle of the night you wake up, you think, was this person correct in their assessment of my football judging talents? Uh, never once did I question myself. Some of the, the personal insults about my <laughs> intelligence were you know, a little hurtful, right. but I'm going to slide past it, you know. Probably nothing new yeah. for for you to be hearing from uh, readers on uh, that front. Unlike you. you well, know? no, I'd put myself <laughs> right in that category. Hey, that's so can you mark that down? Can you mark the date, Wilk, as the first debate on the ATL Debate Club? We should make some sort of plaque and put it up in Studio 66. Right. You know. This date, May 9th, 2013. <laughs> Maybe debate for, on ATL Debate Club. Just stick with us. We'll get there. And, you know, maybe some type of celebration music you lay underneath or something. Um, speaking of, well, I don't really have a good way to transition out of that. But listen, there, there's something going on here. Remember last week uh, we, we talked about Wilk had uh, uncovered uh, some tapes. Yes. Uh, some, I guess they were answering machine messages from legendary NFL Films voice John Facenda. And uh, we played the one last week. And who was it again? What was it? I can't remember. Well, I, b- I believe it was Facenda calling up Al Davis, the late Al Davis. That's right. And we found another one, didn't we, Will? We did indeed. So why don't we – I know you have some analog-type machinery back there that allows you to uh, bring this into the 21st century. This must have been recorded in the early 70s, I believe. It has to be. Uh, it so, has to be. So, Wilk, why don't you uh, let it roll, okay? Here we go. You've reached Joe Namath. Talk to me, baby. Broadway Joe. It's Facenda. John Facenda. I just wanted to call and say thank you. The time you showed me last night at Studio 54 was indeed harrowing. 
watching the men and women, and men, women, and women, men, and some of which I could not possibly begin to comprehend, dance the night away under the auspices of total freedom, made me realize one thing. I'm a dancing queen, young and sweet, only seventeen. Feel the beat from the tambourine. I can dance, I can jive, having the time of my life. See me now. Watch that scene. Digging the dancing queen. But, Joe, I digress. I believe I left my silk butterfly collar taupe leisure suit with the sparkly dragons on the bell-bottom pant legs in the back of your transam. Please return them at your own convenience. Friday nights and the lights are low. Looking out for the place to go. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. That's real. It, you know, Facenda, along with other talents, seems to have an encyclopedic memory of songs he heard in another altered state roughly 12 hours earlier. Well, yeah. I mean, and again, there's there's no doubting the authenticity of this. No. Certainly John Facenda. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think... What we need to do is we got to keep our finger on the pulse of the situation, and if we find more of these, then we'll continue to bring them to the people. We do have, I mean, we have a few others, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think we might. We might. So it depends if Wilk wants to, you know, transfer it to the, the machinery. It's it's really a It's more, a long process. It's a bulky yeah. task. No, I can't sure. promise anything. It's up to you, Wilk. It's really an effort level situation with Wilk, and uh, we As don't know. most things are. Yeah, yes. we don't know what he's going to come up with. Uh, the last thing that we wanted to talk about was uh, uh, there are two episodes left of The Office. Mark and I's, uh, you know, one of our favorite shows, right? Yeah, well, historically. Historically. Uh, what would you give a grade of The Office Season 9 to this point? Well, I'm gonna, I'd give it a flat out a roaring F because of where <laughs> the show's been. And I think we've talked about this and we've talked about it a little bit on the show before here. It's one of our favorites. Again, it's not 2007. That's when this show, to me, hit a high point that it's really struggled to match since. This season especially has uh, found me looking at my watch, wondering when the show's going to end each week. I'm not waiting for the commercial right. break to end. It's just it's, there's no really compelling storyline anymore. Yeah, speaking of Joe Namath, it is, it's similar to Joe Namath on the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, that's the, the final season of The Office is like that. It's kind of depressing, and it's even more depressing because of what Namath used to be, what The Office used to be. But we shouldn't really dwell on that necessarily just because, you know, it's been a show that's given a lot of, you know, uh, entertainment over the years as well. So I was, I was thinking, what if we went down a list, Mark, of the main cast members uh, of The Office and, if, and we decide what their career prospects going forward are, all right? Okay, we're talking who's going to thrive in terms of film, well, television. Well, let's do it this way. What if we do it like a, like a draft? Let's say we're at Radio City Music Hall, and we can draft. And you got the first draft pick because you went 2-14 and 14 last year, which is, you know, very Sessler-esque. So the first overall pick, Mark Sessler. Well, obviously, I would be a fire GM in three minutes if I didn't take Steve Carell. Oh, so we're going to do classic office. Every, we're counting Carell, not the current cast. 
I think so. Okay, that's fair. I think so. I mean, let's let's go global. Then you need it. You need that. It's hard to know when we'd player. start or stop at that point. Yeah, if we're using Carell in this equation, he's the Andrew Luck RG three. It's the clear cut number one. Congratulations on that. Um, I'm gonna go with the number two pick. I will. John Krasinski. We're gonna bring Jim aboard, and we're gonna we're gonna build our franchise around him. All right, with number three, I am uh, going to go Ed Helms. Mm. I built my offense right there. Ed, who of course plays Andy Bernard, plays Andy. And you know, just as a, a minor aside. Has any character been done a greater disservice down the stretch of the office? It's You hoped for him to get fired at the end of the season just to get him off. And then when he went on that cruise ship, you just hoped he – or he went on the ship, on the voyage. You hoped he never came back. Yeah, there's been no restraint with most of the storylines. All right, I'm going to – I got to pick a sleeper here. You know, a lot of people are going to say take Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight. But I'm going to do – I'm going to be thinking with my heart a little bit here. Jenna Fisher. Pam. Okay, That's I mean, I, I like the Fisher pick. I view that kind of as drafting a player with some injury questions, potentially, from a, coming in as a football player, because I, I don't know the longevity there, what sort of character she's going to play you, five, ten years from Are now. you hinting at the unfair, ugly way of Hollywood where you approach 40 as a woman and they don't have any use for you anymore? I, it is say? unfair, and I'm not putting that on Jenna Fisher on any level. I think that she's going to have a, she's going to struggle to play the cute next door neighbor 5 years from now. Okay. Well, listen, we could go we could go deep with this. Well, let's do one more Let's pick. do one more one more round each. I'm going to go uh let's see here. I'm going to go Mindy Kaling next. Oh, that's a great pick. That's a value pick right there. She can write, she's got her own show. And uh I'll wrap it up uh Mr. Irrelevant Creed. He's weird. He, you know, he'll probably steal stuff from my apartment if I invite him over. But he also can play guitar, and that's okay with me. That's going to get you, on the whole, probably about a C- minus in this draft. I don't care. Wh- whatever, Mayock. You don't know me. Uh, well, th- we should get out of here. Uh, Damashek never brought back his wallet and his phone. But we got to go. Chris Law is on the other side of the glass. He's very intimidating. This guy means business. The curly hair is really, it seems menacing right now. Sometimes it's charming. Right now it's menacing. Um, next week uh, we'll be back and hopefully we'll have a guest we don't know if we will that's on Wilk again at his effort levels Chris Law is pointing to himself well, that's not a bad it's idea it's difficult actually. for me to book a guest while Chris Law has me in a headlock so. I know very menacing always excuses uh, but uh, we'll we'll check in next week and hopefully we'll have a show for you thank you You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.